Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, we are we are one quick week into uh, into our new lives, and by that I mean our new lives as coffee tycoons. Uh, I have already been down to Honduras, where I've walked through the groves of coffee, kind of gently inspecting uh, each each plant, each bean. Um, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this new life as a coffee, uh, uh, coffee tycoon, coffee entrepreneur. Uh, and by that, I mean, you need to visit happyrantpodcast.com and order up some bags of Lagaris Roasters, uh, happy rant, uh, blend. Hector so happy Lagaris. rant signature blend. Um, go Hector there, Lagaris. enjoy it. Yeah. The work of one Hector Lagaris, the handiwork of one Hector Lagaris, uh, who has roasted these beans with love and is shipping them directly and exclusively to Happy Rant listeners. So uh, this is a it's, this is a is premium that's only available. Pipe loves that it's dark and acidic. I do. I love that it's fruity. I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, I think it speaks. Uh, for but itself. it is wonderful coffee. Baby, ha- riff for a minute on your trip to the to uh, Honduras. I mean, did we uh, did we accommodate you well? I mean, with uh, the the rant, you know, budget that we gave you to go down there and, and take care of our of our coffee dreams. Yeah, you know, the, the private plane was nice, man. I'm not gonna lie. I actually borrowed Creflo Dollar's private plane to go down there, so it was nicely stocked with uh, with with Mission Wear Happy Rant swag. So. Um, I kind of Creflo, like Creflo's always generous with us. He's always, always generous. generous. So I, I kind of swaddled up in the Happy Ranch sweatshirt and sipped some uh, some Lagaris Roasters coffee out of the um, 64 ounce uh, Yeti tumbler and uh, had a nice time in Honduras. Oh, dude, nice. why is why is Cref the bomb? Why is he so good to us, Big T? Cref's the bomb. Cref's <laughs> our dude, man. He's he's just yeah, he's good people. Well, we've never yeah. said yeah. anything negative about him, so he does love us. Creflo Lagaris. No, don't don't no. maybe don't 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 impugn the name of Hector Lagaris in that fashion. Hector is I just slipped. I slipped. Dude, my god, man. I slipped. So, yeah. Give well, give Hector my condolences. You know, it's I mean my apologies, sorry. It's interesting you mentioned that big R because this is kind of the etiquette episode. So you have breached um some very sensitive etiquette here and I Which was to- obviously done on purpose to introduce our topic. That's right. To introduce a segue, so I want to talk about etiquette, and I want to I want to lead us into this with uh, some publishing industry etiquette. And Pipe, you have recently dropped a new book, uh, which I just received in the mail, and I'm excited to read it. It's called The Curious Christian, uh, and it looks terrific. But you recently got uh, a negative review, and I want you to tell us what happened in the wake of that. Right. So uh, there's a bit of a thought process behind this. So in the past. Uh, I, I decided that I would share negative reviews when they came up uh, because uh, because everybody shares positive reviews about their stuff. And sure. negative reviews can be really, really entertaining uh, because oftentimes – I mean sometimes they're fair. You know, Somebody has a fair criticism. Sometimes they're absurd. But this one, this one made me laugh because they used, they used made-up words uh, to describe my book. They called it meh and drony, which – I found really, really funny. So I posted this on Twitter and on Facebook and I linked back to the review and I was like, this review is amazing. And, uh, and so people begin interacting with it. And, and there was a couple people, you know, the very sincere types who were like, I'm so sorry. I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings. Don't give up. And, uh, and most people found it funny as well. Um, I go back a couple days later and the review has, has disappeared. So, Whoever left it apparently deleted it because it's nearly impossible to get a review taken off of Amazon. I mean, they could call you, you know, the next Hitler, and Amazon wouldn't take it down. So, <laughs> um, 
this reviewer did not do that, just to clarify. So I thought, oh, they, you know, they must have seen some of this buzz and felt bad and taken it down. And nobody was like attacking them. It just, I was like, oh, okay, they took it down. So today I get an email at work from one of our, uh, the per- people who oversees our customer service department at Lifeway because I published it through B&H, who is, uh, who's a, a, the publishing branch of Lifeway. And this, they had received a call from a person who was incredibly upset at me because um, I had instigated the bullying of this reviewer uh, and forced them to take it down, which meant two things. One, you could not trust any of the product reviews on my books because they're dishonest because I have this this habit of bullying people. And two, John Piper's son should be held to a different standard than that. that those were their comments. Um, so I'd like to say two things. One is if that reviewer felt bullied, I, I did not – I didn't mean it that way. You can say anything negative you want about my book. I just found it funny. Um, and second uh, – I have to admit, guys, from my the deepest, darkest parts of my soul, I got really, really annoyed at the John Piper son should be held to a different standard comment. Now, what specifically about that annoyed you, Pipe? I mean, I, I agree that it's deeply and manifestly annoying, but uh, what was it about it for you? Um, well, it seems to me that if that is a standard that exists, that one one should not uh, bully reviewers, or in my case, make a joke about a review that might be perceived by an oversensitive person as bullying, um, then that is a standard for any author, not just John Piper's son. But they, I mean, it was like a tag online at the end where they like wrote these two paragraphs and then they were like, oh, and John Piper's son should know better or something along those uh-huh. lines. Oh, they pulled the O and on you. It was something. I love it. it was something very. Yeah, it was very O and sort of a one one more thing before I leave this devastating comment here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it was. Uh, I, I really didn't want to bully anybody. That's a sincere statement. I was not trying to do that. I do find negative re- reviews uh, entertaining. Sometimes they're helpful, uh, but but that comment made me uh, that that very much annoyed me. And so I don't – I'm mainly just saying this for catharsis. This is me having a chance yeah. to get this off of my chest, to feel better, to uh, to have you guys tell me like did am, am I out of bounds here? Did I step out of line? Um, wh- whatever I need to hear. This is an outrage, Piper. Wh- where's the outrage? <laughs> Big R, what do you think? <laughs> this is an outrage. No, I think, uh, you know uh... – yeah, what do you think, Big T? <laughs> it's like wow, ping pong that's, over that's, here. That's a hot take. Hard-hitting commentary from Ronald J. Martin. He's uh, he's not exhausted from just you know doing his uh, his tournament bracket uh, allegedly. Pipe, I uh, here, here's what I think about negative reviews. I think if you're the kind of person who writes a negative review, you be ready for whatever happens to you in the in the aftermath, and usually it's nothing. Um, but I've been known to go after uh, negative reviewers. And by go after, I mean I just – I read the reviews out loud in a funny way and we have some ha-has about them. We used to do and, that uh, on this podcast. Bull- we used to make it a point Dude, to go did. find one-star. You one know what? If that's bullying, then, and then I guess we're all bullies. We're all big meanies, you know? <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't want to live in a world where I can't have some ha-has at the, at the expense of my own negative review That's right. <laughs> without being called a bully about. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's not like I was laughing at somebody else's crappy book. I was laughing at a review exactly. of my book. I wrote the thing. If right. somebody says something negative, I feel like I should be able to get a chuckle out of it. But you're the bully? Well, why aren't they the bully? You know, because they didn't say kind things about your book, you know? Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I I, to be fair, I also did not feel bullied because I understand that in the world of, of a digital commerce, uh, it's yeah. it's sort of an open forum for people to say whatever they want and share their opinions. And it in general, it works. Like, it's a good system yeah. for telling you people what is good and what is not. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it just it is what it is. Um, but but boys, we have some other etiquette issues to discuss, and Big these are issues. more. Yeah, these are huge. They're really really big issues. And guys, I want to talk about this uh, this th- this thing that we've all probably experienced, and it's people. Sometimes it's pastors. I feel like more often it might be pastors, but it's people who, uh, if they're at a restaurant, they will call their server by name. So, for example, let's say the server's name is uh, is Bev. They'll be like, Bev, you know, I, I'd love another another glass of sweet tea. Or, Bev, how are you today? Yes. Um, boys, how do we feel about that, man? What? How does that How does that strike you? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, is it awkward? Is it not awkward? What are we looking at here? I just feel, yeah, man, I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's so condescending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at some point, it's going to be like, uh, Bev, can I get another one of these? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like to say their name. It's, like it's almost a, it's like, like having a house staff. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, you, uh, you. It's you almost like you're snapping your fingers at them. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to snap your fingers at a waiter or waitress, but you're allowed to say their name. And I feel like saying their name is the new equiv of snapping your fingers at them. And it just yeah, you're feel- addressing her like you know. Yes. Like you know something about her, like you care about her life or like her kids, and you yeah. don't. Yeah. Like, hey, Katie, thank you. know, it's it's great to be here with Katie, you at this so restaurant much. today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and do you, yeah, do you guys notice that the, the people who do this overuse the name? So it's not just that, like, I don't address you as Ronnie every time I start a sentence in your direction, Ronnie. <laughs> but if I did, it would be well, just like being in one yeah. of these restaurants because it would be like, Katie, can I have another water? Katie, that would be great. Thanks so much, Katie. And all in the space of seven seconds. And it's. It, yeah, there's a, it sounds there's like a scene from Office Smarmy, you know. Boys, I got a, I got Smarmy. I've got kind of a high concept question for you, so stay with me. This this might be a little wacky, um, but given the given the pantheon of kind of reformed stars that we uh, that we run in that we move in, which one of these guys do you think would make the best server? So if one of these guys, if one of these celebrity pastors, had to make a living for a week. Waiting tables at like uh, at like a Cracker Barrel, right? So they're wearing like the brown smock, and they're they're waiting tables at Cracker Barrel. Who amongst these these reformed superstars could like hold their own in that environment for a week? Mm. Oh, man! People can. Hmm. It's hard to imagine any pastor doing that. That's why they ended up up front where all they have to do is talk. Um, Dude, right. Yeah. These guys are leaders. These guys are visionaries. These guys are like reading presidential biographies as they Yeah, they're clearly, they're clearly not servants. So, yeah, we they can't imagine any like, of them in this Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Wait a minute. Who, who came up with this idea of church leaders serving? That's absurd. <laughs> what yeah. a, what yeah. a nonsense concept. 
Well, I guess the question is like who? Okay, so let's let's phrase it let's phrase it like this, Big T, to put a put a kind of a, a flip on it. It's like who would you? Well, you're saying this anyway, but who would you love to be served by? Who would you want to be your server and why? Yes, who would you want to be your server? Out well, of I would want to be served by go- Stephen Furtick, but uh, that doesn't seem likely. <laughs> Stephen Furtick is the kind of guy who would like crouch down by your table. And he'd stay a little bit too long. He'd slide. Like, he'd just slide into the booth next to you in that one open. He'd slide seat. into the booth. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, have you heard about our specials? Let me. He'd let me be just, like, "Yeah, let me tell you about our craft beer list." He'd, what he'd, he'd ask for your do. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so I can get to know you a little bit better. Just so I can, just so I can baptize you, you know, uh, abruptly back. That's in, right. In, I'm going to spontaneously baptize yeah. you in the. Exactly. DA Carson would have to work at one of those theme places like uh, like Ed DeBevix where you get to be really mean and aloof to the to the diners. You know, it's so true. I feel uh, like I feel like Tim Tim Keller would forget the order. Uh, you know, dude, you'd forget the order, but you'd still give him a huge tip because of just he would just like be a nice guy. Yeah. He yeah. was. I feel you like know? David yeah, Platt see, would crush it as a waiter because because yeah. he he would he would take it so seriously. And uh, he would go out of his like way Brian to not think that he's special. On Office Space. What's that? He'd be like Brian from Tchotchkes on Office Space. Yes. Have you seen Office Space? How many pieces of flair is he wearing? Exactly. He'd be that guy. I can yeah. see it. Either him or Matt Chandler. Just like super amped. Like yeah. super amped to be there. Like super hyped and stoked. Well, here's the thing. You Ch- know who I Chandler like, man? Would I the, like- Chandler would be the guy. If you said, what's the best thing on the menu? He would list everything. Yeah, he'd be like, like, oh, really this, like it, everything here is amazing. You have to try the burgers. I mean, the salads are incredible. Like, the fish is out of this world. I mean, <laughs> t- stay with me now. Stay with me now. The uh, the soup is is just bonkers. <laughs> and we've got this. Uh, you tracking this with special, me? Yeah, you tracking with me? You tracking with me? Uh, the the sirloin uh, is just is is incredible. It's this black Angus beef. That would be Matt Chandler as a waiter. It would be uh, it, it would be an experience. Well, ironically enough, here's the waiter I always get anyway. So the waiter for me, because I get this guy inevitably every time, obviously would be C.J. Mahaney. Because this is a dude that inevitably takes one look at me, and I have no idea why, holding his little paper and would just say like, so, who you got tonight for the big one? And I'm looking at him going, when you say big one and tonight, like seriously, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. Dude, he's asking you that for one reason. It's because you're a man and you live in Ohio. He just assumes – that you're so, so, so obviously, know? if I say anything other than the, I mean, th- would he think that I would be going for anybody other than the Buckeyes anyway? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, just say the it Buc- always cracks me up. So who are you going with tonight? And it's like, what do you mean by going with? What like what does that even mean, CJ? Dude, just go I'll back to your aside, podcast and serve me some bison. All kidding aside, I think Mahanes would be a good waiter, man. He's personal. I think he'd be good. I yeah. Think he'd be good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Rick Warren, I, I think Rick Warren would crush it as a waiter. He's got that he'd the, be great. the combination he'd be great. of like really friendly but not overly talkative. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think he would he would get a lot of very large tips for his excellent service. How do you think Drisky would do as a waiter? Oh, dude, he would be so angry and miserable and just <laughs> like just one of those guys that's like looking over your head the whole time. Like, yeah. how dare you, you can order tell he that? Doesn't want to be there. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he brings a plate and just sort of like slams them down on the table, and the eggs like slide up off the side, and he he's just like, sort of he's like dumps, dumps the water whole time. from four feet above the table. He's wearing yeah. no pieces Dude, of how flair. Would, uh, how would at Jared C. Wilson do as a waiter? Oh, I see. I think he'd be. I think he would just be like a. Uh, I think he would just be one of those guys that's like like it would just take you forever to get your. Food. He'd try to be the show. You know what? He, he yeah. <laughs> 
he would he would cozy up. He'd tell like one too many jokes. You know, he'd try but, to be the show. The funny thing is, he's really unassuming in person. Like his his he internet yeah, personality or the 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 side of him that comes out on the internet is much more uh, forceful and outspoken. You would never know. They're like the two people are complete. Like he, his internet Jared C. Wilson and his real Jared C. Wilson are completely different. Man, he would be my favorite kind of waiter because he's the kind who takes your order and gets your food and doesn't talk. Like he would just yeah, do the job, great. and it would be the money. yeah. He would say a it. word. Yeah, he'd be like the shy waiter where you're like. You're kind of like you're almost wishing he would say something to at least acknowledge that he got your order. You know, like he'd be that guy. <laughs> he just nod. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, the kind of guy who about whom you you ask your wife, like, is he coming back? Did he? Is he come, right, right. I'd be like, dude, is at Jared C. Wilson coming back? I mean, I, right. I just it's he's it's, tweeted 14 times since I ordered my salad, but like he's tweeted my order eight seen times. He has a theological <laughs> issue with my order, but like, I just am I going to get my order? Is the question exactly? You know. Exactly. Boys, what about this one? What about um, this? This is kind of another step along this this etiquette journey of uh, of how we interact with servers. What about how? What about pastors that ask their server how they can pray for them? Hold me back, guys. Hold me back. No, I don't want to hold you back. I'd like you to go get this one. Have fun. Oh, dude, I don't even know what to say. I literally, literally, I can't. E- I don't. You were about to say I, I literally can't don't. even. I can't even. I mean, it is my can't even moment. I mean, when I'm sitting with dudes and they look up at the waitress, and it's usually a waitress, it's never a waiter. It has never happened once with me with a waiter. It's always a waitress. And I literally, I'm sitting there going, this is that moment <laughs> in which I wish I was dead. I, I mean, it's like, please, why are <laughs> yeah, you hiding asking? Hiding under the table isn't even good enough. Right, it's not. It's like, why are you asking this poor poor woman like what we need to ask her to pray for I, I mean it just to me like in the pantheon of like missional you know reformed just christianity i don't know where that fits into the the picture in the program it, it's to me it's like one of the worst things you can possibly do and it's Pipe, where are you at on this oh i'm <clears throat> i'm right there with ronnie i would uh, i would also like to be deceased in those moments that's just <laughs> and why, okay, so pipe. What is that? Because I just feel like you know what it is. I feel like we are humiliating this poor woman. That's what I feel like we're doing. Well, it's it does. It's is that fair? I mean, if if the if if learning the name is condescending, then this feels a lot like if you, you know you watch movies from like uh, that are set in the Middle Ages. You know where the priest shows up and they basically just expect people to ask them for a blessing like what can i bless you with and then they like sprinkle water or like cross them or whatever that's what this feels like it's like it's like uh and how can i bless you with my extra extra dose of uh spiritualism today and it's uh it's just it is so strange and i think it's it's i think it's a pastor's effort to be like human and relational but it's very like it's so out of touch with humanity because that's not how human beings relate. So you just want to go like, pastor, that's, that's a really weird thing to do. Don't. Well, yeah, most pastors are, most pastors are introverts. Most pastors are a little socially awkward. That is what I've found in my experience. So that all makes sense. But what you're doing is it's like, it's like being in that moment with somebody where you ask them a question that takes them so off guard because every time they get asked that, it's literally, it's literally like you got your fork and like jabbed it into their like knee really quickly because they like, they don't know how to, they don't have a comeback. 
I like don't, they don't know what to say. And and you know? you, you've put them in a spot too where I mean, so here's here's the worst part is that the pastors who do this are always like they tell their congregation, you guys should do this because like nobody's ever gonna say no to you. I've never had somebody turn me down. Yeah, that's because they're trying not to get not to be a jerk and to get a tip. Like they're not gonna right. be like, they're no, still your get server. Out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've because I bet you don't ask them uh, if you can pray for them after you've paid. <laughs> In which case they'd probably right. be more comfortable being like, nope. Don't need prayer. Got your tip. So one time somebody did it. I was with somebody and they did it. And the woman was, I'm telling you, she was so ready for it. She literally just very pleasantly like looked at this dude and said, no, thank you. What else can I get you? Just boom. Like Shut it down. Did you high five her? Shut did you like, it did you like leave an extra 20 on the table just to be like, thank you? Well, no, because I mean, I don't know what DA Carson was going to do in that moment. I, mean, I didn't want to like <laughs> see, you know? Okay, so, so you know. which which of the uh, which of the pastors of the known ones are most likely to do this thing? Yes, mm. Big T. What do you think, man? Let's hear most you. likely to do this thing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say for sure, Stephen Furtick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know about Ferdy. Who who's the kid with the crew cut that we said like his wife probably cuts his hair? The real passionate guy. Platt. Platty. Yeah. I think Platty might do this because Platty might would, do that. Platty yeah. would feel low grade guilty about like going out to dinner and like wasting the money. And so he might try to like redeem it by like winning a soul while Platty's was- gonna do it and then like by the end of the dinner, like this like this chick's literally like already got like a a, a one way trip to like she's know, she's going to Africa. The Congo on a mission strip, you know. She's going yeah. to the Congo, she's become a believer. Right. Um she's turned her life around, she's cried. She now knows bit. what the ten forty window is. She knows what the 1040 window is, and, and she's on her way, man. Absolutely. She's radical. She She's radical. She's radical. I Pipe, think, who do you think would be most? Oh, Mark Dever is hands down oh, the, 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 the prayingest of all pastors for the wait staff. It's it's guaranteed. Why do you say Dever? Um, he is – you've been with him. He's done it. Yeah. Well, no, but he is – he's a really – you know, he preaches, and he's very sort of – mellow and cut and dry and and he's not real yeah. gregarious he's a really yeah. gregarious person though like really sort of bubbly outgoing personality um and and he's like if if there are people who have sort of the gift and the tendency towards evangelism he's that guy so he's going to engage uh, everybody in conversation, except here's the thing. He's one of those guys who it doesn't feel nearly as weird. You more look at it and kind of go that. I mean, it's like it's like watching it's like watching LeBron James play basketball because you look at it and you go, that's that's not a normal human being thing to do, except that he's good enough yeah. at it that it's it doesn't it doesn't feel as out of place. But I, here's what I don't think he would do. I don't think he would just spend the whole meal asking them for refills on Diet Coke and, and you know, can we get some more ranch dressing and whatever else, and then just, like, spring the prayer thing on them. He would have developed, like, a full-on relationship with the waiter by the end of a, you know, 90-minute dinner. Huh. Dude, you're just saying, like, it's, it's you genuine. Know about their, their family situation. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, how's your day? And just sort of, like, except it's it's people interaction, not like this weird, uh, like Jesus juke bait Force and switch. Thing. Now you get my tip kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. What Boys, do you think of about these famous, of these famous guys that we know, who do you think would be most likely to like 
special order something or order something off the menu and make it complicated in a way that it would make the, the wait staff's life miserable. Oh. Um, Carson. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> Carson. Yeah. I mean, it What's just. What's the order? Oh, that What's Carson getting at a restaurant, man? Oh, man. I, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would go in with a meal in mind, and if they don't have it on the yeah. menu, he would be like, can you, can you guys make this? And like, then I want just, beef wellington. Like, I have to have beef wellington. And just walk them through, yeah. and they're like, what is that? This is an Irish pub. What, do, what, do you, what is that? What this is, is an that Irish thing? pub. This is a fish taco place. And he's yeah, like, you're oh, not going to get the salmon here. I really want yeah. rigatoni at this, uh, at this Irish <laughs> pub. And so, like, walks them through. I really want Canadian there. rigatoni. Uh-huh. Dude, how would uh, how would Mahaney be? Would Mahaney's be? I feel like Mahaney's might be the uh, the. Can I pray for you, guy? What do, what do you think, Big T? I don't know. I've hung with Mahaney's. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking. Mahaney's is a he'll he'll banter with the wait staff. He's a banter guy, and yeah, he'll be friendly. Sure. Um, almost. I don't want to say almost too friendly because I like Mahaney's, and he always pulls it off. He always makes it work well. But like friendlier than like I would be, you know. And um, I don't know, though. I don't know if he would go the I, can I pray for you route. But if the friendliness, like, kind of led him there naturally, I bet he would do it. I mean, Big T, we've been out, I mean, we've been out, like, numerous times together. And I would say that, like, I would say that we're pro-friendly. So we're not saying, like, don't be pro-friendly. But there's, like, definitely there's, pro-friendly. like, a, yeah, we're definitely pro-friendly. But, like, there's a line, right, where you're, like, friendly and you're courteous and you, yeah. like, appreciate their service to where – or and there, there's a difference between you turn this corner and it's and it's like you're trying to be like you're trying to pull like this BFF thing with them, which like I never understand why people try to like what's like what's the end game with that? What's the end game with BFFing like the the waiter or the waitress? Yeah, like what are you going to do? You want to hang out? Are you going to like exchange numbers? You know, but, know, yeah, but I mean, like, what you, like let's say you're traveling out of town, you're you're never going to see this person again, most likely. So yeah. like, yeah. why why like the overindulgence of like of like fr- friendliness to where it look it doesn't even look friendly anymore it looks like it looks strange it looks yeah, yeah that it looks, I don't get, it's, it's more like it's more like uh sed- like hitting on them or seducing them right than it is being you've kind of made it about yourself almost yeah like i i don't know if and then i wonder this like do they just do it because they're with you and they're trying to like sort of sort of like you know seal their rep around you as being like world's most friendly guy or is it like yeah it's almost or, like they're performing for you yes yeah. that's what i'm saying but like would they do it if they were alone that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they were sitting like, alone yeah. in the restaurant. I, and that's that's a, I mean, I travel for work a fair amount, which means I end up eating at restaurants by myself. And the thought of being that like conversational with a with a waiter or a waitress by myself is so weird. Whereas, I mean, if there's a group of five people and there's a bit of banter, that's a little different. But then it's multiple people chiming in and not one person who's like calling her honey and and essentially, totally. you know, being over the top. But so I, I have a I have another restaurant question. Speaking of pastors, uh, what is yeah. the appropriate length for a pre-meal prayer at a restaurant? Dude. Shorter the better. Yeah. Or, or skip it. <laughs> Can we go or with skip that it? That's skip impossible. It. It's never going to be skipped. Dude, everybody knows that we're thankful for the meal, but, you know? Okay, but I'm interested in Ronnie's take on this because I bet pastors feel like there's an obligation that if they're sitting down, like they have to either volunteer somebody to pray, be like, oh, why don't you lead us? You're in the middle of the table or uh, or they have to pray themselves. 
true, Ronnie? Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me break that down a minute because this is the okay. I'm so glad you said that, Pipe. And I'm going to address your question, but here, let me let's talk about the weird nuance of that. I think one of the weirdest things that I've ever seen is you get like a few dudes that sit down. They don't do the group prayer, but like one of them just puts their head down quietly for like 30 seconds and doesn't say anything as if they're praying independently for their own meal. And I that to me is baffling to me. Like I've never understood that one. That. Yeah, that you guys is with me? Are you still there? Yeah, and what's and what you realize? Are you, are you just is that stunned? What you realize is what they're actually doing is looking down at that like their text messages in their lap, and then everybody else is like, <laughs> well, "Oh, dude. I guess we're praying." Well, that's what I want to know. It's like you guys have just made our little shindig, our little togetherness here as awkward as if we're going to ask the waitress if she needs anything for us to pray for her about. You know? Yeah. But yeah, but to address your other thing, it's uh, yeah, dude, I you know. You know, I just I like it to be in context, right? So if you're in like a super noisy restaurant where you can't hear anybody anyway, I would say, you know, yeah, let's just we're we're good. Let's just eat respectable, you know, respectably amongst ourselves. And then the other thing too, this is what's weird to me too. If you're in a restaurant that's really quiet, and then you get somebody that kind of makes a spectacle out of themselves praying for the group, but it's loud enough to where everybody hears. Like I just like again, it's just making it about yourself at the end of the day. Right. Yes, I'm. I, I am all for. Boys, why do I keep silencing you? I'm. I'm bad. Well, it's. I, well, it's because when you start talking about prayer, I just fold my hands and close my eyes and wait for somebody to say amen. Um, <laughs> but no, so so working at a Christian company, you know, we'll go out to go out to lunch with coworkers, and there's this thing where like the food comes, and you know, half the people get their food once, and then they the other half, and they everybody will just sit there and like stare at their food, and I I can never mm. tell. Are they being polite in the let's wait till everybody gets our food before we dive in? Or are they like we can't touch this food until it's been properly blessed? That's it right there. And I, yeah, the I think ladder. it's the, I think it's the latter a lot of the time. And I'm always just like, no, like your enchiladas are getting cold. By all means, dig in. I'm not offended. OK, do you know what? I, OK, so pipe, you know what I do now? Like I literally like I don't mess around because I know if I'm with a group of dudes of which not praying would be unacceptable. I get it. You know, um, I, I literally just I do this. I, two people will have their meal. I say, guys, let me pray. I pray. It's about 10. So I just thank the Lord for his grace, for our food. Amen. Eat. We're good. Do you use the phrase bless this food to our bodies? No. Which is one of the most meaningless phrases in the English language. I rarely mention the food. I just say, Lord, thanks for you, and we're glad to be here, and then we, we, we're we done. I would just you – know? a word of encouragement to pastors. When the food comes, just <laughs> dig in because nothing shows you're thankful more than enjoying the food. Wasting wasting <laughs> 17 minutes with a loud prayer that makes the restaurant feel awkward uh, doesn't make anybody thankful. Yeah, the law – okay, so that we didn't really address that. Like you asked like how long should the prayer be, and I feel like – Literally a guy that just starts praying and then like starts taking prayer requests around the table while everybody's waiting to eat. I mean well, you still see that happen the, not as much. It's you know. the sermon prayer where like you, you start off with thank you for this food and then it's thank you for this fellowship and then it's thank you for the fellowship of Christ and then it's thank you for everything that Christ did and then it's a list of everything that Christ did and then all <laughs> the theological nuances and the atonement and it's just like oh come on. Like my burger was good. Now it is a gelatinous mess because you've been praying for so long. Well, that's because you didn't order bison, but that's another topic. Dude, that's but, what uh, like like reformed seminary guys yes. have to do when they're at that certain age where they got to like show how much they know all the time. Watch, yes. Ronnie, are you going to be at the Gospel Coalition this year? 
Yes. All right. Well, look around at the restaurants in Indianapolis when these reformed groups of cronies get together. Somebody is going to pray until the food is gross. You will see it. It's going to happen. Oh, dude. And it's going to yeah, be they're going like to pray are. they're going to pray Grudem systematic theology over that meal. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they're. Their heads are going to be down, and you're going to walk out of the restaurant after finishing your meal, and their heads are still going to be down. Yeah, and you will have enjoyed your meal, and they will be, you know, maybe they're not allowed to enjoy food. I don't know. Maybe that's too hedonistic. Okay, here's the thing, man. Let's let's do a little qualification. Obviously, we're not against prayer before a meal, guys, but well, I think I'm, it just I'm it just needs to be in, before meals. Well, you know, I mean, just like do it. I think it's okay to say it. I think it's okay to really just acknowledge the fact that. You know, God is is in our presence. We're glad to be here, gathered together as, as men, whatever women. And it's like, let's just that's okay. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> whatever, women. It, right? We're, whatever women, whatever food, whatever men. You know, like that's okay. But like, yeah, to to, uh, to make it a to make to make it a theological dissertation just feels a little funny to me. And I think we've all sat through enough of those to where now. You just it, – it's almost like – I mean can you guys relate to this? It's almost like when you're out with, with three or four guys that you've really never been out with. I, I'm always a little like, oh man, how is this going to go down? Like it, you're almost like you're dreading the worst and it's not even – you shouldn't even – like you should be excited. You should be glad to be there. You should be looking forward to your meal and yet there's this tentativeness, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a coworker. This is this will be my last on it. This is this is what I would encourage people to do. He uh, he's the best because he sits down. Food comes. He looks at everybody and goes, "I'm thankful. You thankful?" And we all say, "Yep." And then we start eating. <laughs> that is sacrilegious. Done, done is, is done. I'm thankful. Are you thankful? We are. Let's eat. <laughs> wow. T, you've been you've been uh, pretty quiet on this one, man. Why don't you give us some closing thoughts he's on this game while we're talking? Are you eating <laughs> without praying? Boys, I'm thankful that uh, that we have come to the end of another great episode. <laughs> um, I'm thankful that we can do radio together. And I'm thankful that uh, if we all do go to dinner together one day, the three of us, dare What's to dream. What's that going to look like? What's that going to you know, look like? This is a big dream. Um, we will all banter appropriately with the waitress, but not creepily. And we can just dig into our food. Let's just let's just get that out in the open now. So unless there be any confusion. Are you thankful? Big T, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, if we are ever together, I'm going to pray for a half an hour. I'm going to pray for the waitress for 20 minutes. I'm going to say her name 96 times, and <laughs> and, and we're going to be like best friends by the time we walk out of the restaurant. I'm going to do everything that we just said we'd never do. You know what you'll be better friends for? You, you know who won't be best friends at that point? Uh, <laughs> the, the three of us. That's who. But, but it's okay. You know, we you just ma- need you to made record that for the rat. You made a new friend and probably a convert too. Guys, that's what we need to do. We're going to go out to dinner and record the dinner for one of the apps. How epic would that be? Now we're talking. Yeah. That sounds better than praying for 17 minutes. (laughs) That's good radio. That may be better than last week's episode, which is Ronnie picking his bracket. (laughs) Yeah, I think everything's going to be better than the last episode. Oh, come on, Big R. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed being one of the boys talking sports. You were a good sport about it mostly. Welcome to Mahane. Welcome to Martin Sports. Martin Sports. <laughs> Martin Sports. Just one of the guys. Just a, one of the guys. Just a down home Midwestern just guy. Down home Midwest guy talking about football and soccer. Because <laughs> that's what Midwesterners this. do. We have uh, we have wandered to and fro as we always do through this episode. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. Thank you.
The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. Resonate has helped us with our editing and mastering pretty much from the beginning of the podcast. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Mark and Jake do a fantastic and timely job with all sorts of podcast services. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.